Hi, you're listening to Patty Detweiler at the B&B Expert. The topic today is a discussion with Lisa Cobe, owner of Acorn Internet Service, who is one of the best techies and marketing experts I know. Who better to ask, what should bed and breakfast inns and small hotel properties do now in the coronavirus era? So welcome, Lisa, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thanks, Patty, for having me. Well, as always, when I speak to you, you are a fount of information, and there is never enough time to discuss what's happening in the hospitality industry that's affecting the small properties. And I understand, and I know, really, that you are a veteran bed and breakfast owner yourself, and you really understand the challenges challenges that are facing innkeepers. So um, you might want to give a brief uh, introduction to you offer educational tools with your uh, Acorn University. You do websites. You do a few things. Do you want to give me a brief idea and, and of tell the people what you actually do? Sure. Um, Acorn Internet Services started in 2002. My husband and I opened a bed and breakfast previous to that for about nine years and decided that we needed to be helping other innkeepers with technology. That was our original background before we got into innkeeping. So we were able to help a lot of our local neighbors. I was in Colorado Springs at the time. And after we started helping them, Acorn grew into what it is today. We've got about 600 clients. Mostly your small to mid-sized properties. We have a few larger properties, and we help them with digital marketing, web design, um, hosting, email, uh, blogging, newsletters, pretty much everything when it comes to marketing. And what's happening today is because of COVID, we kind of had to put a stop to a lot of that because there's you, most inns can't even take guests. Um, some can take essential um, business type guests like nurses and doctors, but most of the properties have been closed uh, by their legislation to a certain date and different states are opening up at different dates. So um, ACORN just said, okay, well, we're not going to be able to help people market at the moment because they can't even sell a room, so what can we do to help? And that's where we came up with the idea of helping our innkeepers basically on a three-prong approach. We decided that before we could even get back to our regular marketing station and, and channel and the way we do things to help people grow their business, innkeepers were so needing of assistance, um, we started with financial first. So I think we were one of the few, maybe one of the only marketing firms out there to jump into something totally different than what we always do. And we started helping innkeepers on the financial side, and that was the first order of business on our three-prong approach. We said, okay, well, we need to make sure that innkeepers are getting the finances that are available to them. So we started holding our webinars, talking about the idle loan, the PPP loan, state loans, grants, different ways for innkeepers across the United States to secure funds. And then not only do you want to secure funds, you want to also make sure that you are saving every amount of money that you can where you can. So we started talking about different types of deferment support, like mortgage, insurance. TripAdvisor actually was giving some um, 
month-to-month uh, deferments on different programs that they had, and tax deferments. So we started holding webinars to talk about what was happening, and I was listening to a lot of webinars out there, but hospitality is a lot of things, and it doesn't always boil down to an innkeeper. So we were basically cherry-picking the things that my clients needed to know, and we started with financial. Now, we pretty much got all of our innkeepers where they need with their finances. It's taken about a month. But everybody's either in line for what they're, they're expecting to get from a financial support standpoint, or um, they've chosen that they're not going to do it that way. They're going to do it a different way. So now we're going to move on to our second prong, which we've already started, and it's um, our reopening strategies. Mm-hmm. And we, we have nine parts to this, because as we started to break all this down, we asked our innkeepers, okay, have we left anything out? Is there anything that we... We haven't put in it as a topic for us to talk about before you reopen, because you can't reopen the way you were before. It's, you just can't do what you did before. You're going to have to do something different. Yeah. So, we've got nine different parts, and they, they take about an hour or so each, and we've done webinars in each of them. Um, we've done handouts to help people think of phasing in all of their reopening strategies, because maybe phase one will be very stringent based on what they're told by their local government, and then maybe phase two is starting to lighten it up. It's kind of like what the government's following, so each innkeeper has to think through these things. Mm -hmm. So we've got part one, booking and reservations, Um, things like, are you going to do any types of guest screening? How are you going to do your... um, your room spacing so that you have um, distance between each room. In fact, some states have even said you won't rent more than X percentage of your rooms. So that dictates how an inn can reopen. And that will change over time, too, as things start to um, pan out and the virus starts to um, go away throughout the United States. Then our part two was all about cleaning and sanitation. We did that yesterday. Had uh, 100 folks on that call plus, and um, lots of discussion about the new um, the new ways of cleaning and then communicating that to your guests yeah. so that they know that it's clean. Um, read an article the other day about uh, cleaning might be more of a theater kind of thing where people can see you cleaning and then they feel better about it. I mean, we talked a whole lot about cleaning and cleaning options yesterday. Food service is tomorrow. We're going to be talking about um, how do you do breakfast? I mean, if you have one big uh, dining room and you have to keep people, you know, social distancing six feet apart, how do you do that if you just have one space? So innkeepers are thinking about, well, maybe we serve breakfast in their rooms or maybe um, we have seating times where we can spread people out. So it just, every inn is different and you have to figure out how it's going to fit for you. Then part four, which is next week, is going to be our guest rooms. And um, how do you how do you deliver your amenities to your guest rooms? Most mm-hmm. innkeepers, you know, clean the guest rooms daily. And that may not be the trend going forward. It may be that when a guest is there, you provide them some tools. You, it, They have a way to reach out for more towels or more sheets or possibly providing a laundry bag for them to put those things in so you can take them without with, with keeping social distancing in place. So we're going to be talking about all of those things. Then part five is um, the dreaded what do you do if someone contracts the virus at your property. You want to make sure that... Um, 
you have a plan in place to address that and know what to do should that happen or if somebody comes to the property and becomes sick. Uh, part six is cancellations. Uh, innkeepers have already had to deal with cancellations. It already started the last six weeks. They had to deal with either doing it with a gift certificate or splitting it or refunding. It, it all had to be dealt with. But now going into the future, we have to decide how we're going to do cancellations going into the future. And then uh, public areas is part seven. How do you keep outdoor and public areas clean and between guests? Smaller properties, it might be a bit of a challenge to keep up with where all their guests have been, whereas a bigger property might have people on staff just kind of wandering around with their cleaning supplies at all times. And then part eight is staff. How do you train your staff? How do you help them set expectations with guests and keep them safe? And our last one is um, the idea of uh, contactless check-ins. And how do you do a check-in reducing the contact with the guests so that everything remains disinfected? So those are our steps. And then finally, once our innkeepers have their funding and they've got everything organized and they know what it is they can offer and they know what their legislation is telling them that they need to do, their local their local government is telling them they need to do, then we can get back to marketing. And the tools of marketing haven't changed. It's just what are you selling and who are you selling it to? Because now you're going to be selling to um, a different crowd. You're going to have a new kind of guest. And you've got to identify that guest and you've got to figure out how you reach that guest. There's actually some states, um, and Pat, you might have heard this, but there's some states that are saying that you can't even accept a guest from outside of the state until, like, August. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to know who you can market and how you market them because it's going to be, like, local drive traffic, and we've got lots of marketing ideas we're helping innkeepers with who are in that situation. But no two innkeepers have the same property, no two innkeepers have the same challenges, um, and no two innkeepers are having the exact same rules. So we have to help them across the board with that whole three-prong approach. So get them comfortable with the financing so that they're, they're, they're able to concentrate on all the things they need to think about before they reopen, and then start looking at how do we get back to marketing what it is I'm selling today to my new guests. That's kind of that's kind of what we've been doing with our clients. Um, we offer uh, services to um, help you reopen. We have do-it-yourself services. Um, that's at our Advantage Plan Level One and Two, and then we have customized reopening services where we will work with you to try to think through all this, get it documented. How do you say it on your website, etc.? That's Level Three and Four, um, and. Our clients are loving it. They're coming. They're staying. I mean, some of these webinars go way over an hour, and I'm not. They're not abandoning. They want to hear all of this information so they can get ready to reopen. That's a so, you know, I I always knew you had a passion. I've always had a passion for our industry, but your willingness to educate you know the lodging industry and your clients has been invaluable to me over the years. I mean. I have always called you or counted on you as an association leader or, or whatever to, to understand what's coming up and what to do. And I just want to mention uh, your motto, you know, is you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And that's such a great catchphrase that I have used many times in uh, the Aspiring Innkeeper workshops. But I think that listening to what you're offering, not only your clients and 
any you know is that well thought out plan and really the last six weeks have had to been crazy you know just trying to come up with ideas i know i've done a couple articles on what i think you know just to plant seeds to the innkeepers well what should you think about you know and when you were mentioning the, the guest rooms um i know well we both travel a lot right so every time i go to a new hotel i always had sanitize sanitation wipes in my um in my bag because I want to make sure that where you flush the toilet, where you turn your hands on at the sink, you don't really, you can't be a hundred percent sure that other people have done that. And so I know I had recommended, you know, have hand sanitizer and have these sanitation wipes in the rooms, uh, just as something, and maybe people will start traveling like that anyway. But I think that's a comfort level that at least I know when I wipe stuff down and we didn't even have the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that that was something. I don't know if you did something similar like that, but um, that's what I was doing. And I bet your um, serving breakfast solutions is going to be really interesting because, you know, both of us have been in hundreds of inns. And there are some that have that long dining room table. And, and, and maybe yeah. they don't have room for it. Like when I had my in, I had tables of two and four. You could make them uh, bigger, push them together, stuff like that. And I could seat about 35. But if I had to get rid of them, you know, or even at this time, I would probably, my first solution, because um, I like the farmhouse idea of putting breakfast in a basket and putting it outside their door. And then... They're not stressed over all that, you know, and if they, and if you're a higher quality in and you want to set it up in their room, that's fine too, but people may not feel that comfort level. And if you're going to do something like that, you go buy your baskets now. I mean, be prepared because like you said, our, every state's different. Every inn's different. Like I know in Florida, we're allowed to have uh, first responders, hospital workers, you know, essential personnel that are around, uh, but um somebody had told me i had a conversation uh the other day and they said disney was going to start taking reservations in june and i mean i think that's great and that's optimistic you know florida's a tourism state and you know more than 25 percent of our industry is hospitality and tourism whether it's breakfast or i mean whether it's um you know a big hotel or uh, restaurants small properties I I read that article, too, about Disney getting ready to reopen. That's I mean, good. That, well, let me... I, I'm sorry. Places to go. I know. You like to come to Orlando, and I like it when you're I here. Do. Uh, because I should say that Lisa uh, is out of Colorado. Um, but I personally believe that the smaller ends are going to be able to rebound a little faster than the larger hotels if they prepare now. You know, because I know for myself, when I go to a hotel and I don't like pushing all the buttons and I don't know who's touched everything. And, and I don't want to be paranoid, but I went through breast cancer 10 years ago. And at that time, you don't have much of an immune system and you have to be really careful. So maybe that's why I do what I do now. But in the wake of this, I think uh, knowing so many innkeepers like we do, that I would feel comfortable going to many of the inns. You know, you have your own key to the front door. You have your own key to your room. Um, you the, the common areas, some are spacious, some are not. But in the common areas, you know, maybe people have to think about rearranging their furniture or less is more or however. You, like you said, they're all different. Um, I'm keeping it clean. Keeping it clean. Know it's clean. Oh, there's so much that goes into what 
might have been done before COVID and what's going to happen afterwards. Well, what about the um, staff? You know, are we going to have them wear masks and gloves? And are we going to supply the guest with extra masks? Do you know what I mean? It depends on, and this, that part may not go on forever, but what are we going to do so the public feels comfortable? I mean, what are some tips that you've got on reinventing the end space and things like this? Well, all of the things that you've mentioned are all the things we're talking about on our different webinars, but we do have some innkeepers that are thinking about maybe making some custom masks and providing them out to their guests as gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually did get uh, masks for all of our clients. Our Advantage Plan clients are receiving them this week, and because we're Acorn Internet Services, we made them out of Acorn material. It's kind of fun. That's a great Um, idea. I mean, that, that is a great I- idea. Yeah, I made my first mask, and I'll tell you, I didn't have as much fabric in the house because I'm a quilter. I didn't have as much fabric in the house as I thought I would have, but I had dresses I'd made with my grandkids that were pink with these bright yellow daisies on it. <laughs> yep, and so yep. I'm like, I don't really have an outfit to match this mask, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Exactly. So that's something innkeepers can think about is doing that. mm -hmm. I've got other innkeepers who, um, like, use the Deneen pottery mugs. Mm -hmm. And um, people are looking at alternative use, like you said, bring the basket to the outside of the door. Mm -hmm. But what are you putting in the basket? Are you putting, like, styrofoam so they can throw it out? Are you going to be sanitizing everything, like your dishes and your... I mean, there's all this to think about. Um, so one of the ideas that one of our innkeepers came up with is they used Deneen mugs, and they, they, they said, you know, you could either offer um, the guests to purchase a mug, and it's the, the brand-new one to take home with them, and they can use it while they're in the room, um, or they could give them as a gift um, and, you know, stuff some hand sanitizer in the mug and put a, a mask in the mug. I mean, you could make them up as, as um, kind of swag. So there's yeah. lots of ideas out there to help innkeepers start thinking about how do, how do we make um, the guests feel comfortable, but you, you're not, you're going to have to be really careful with all of your silver silverware, mm-hmm. your servings, your plates. It's all going to have to be sanitized. You're going to have to wear gloves. I mean, it's not going to be the way it was before, and um, that's the kind of thing that we've been just talking at uh, about on all these webinars. We're picking each topic and digging way down. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? What are you going to do here? What are you going to do there? Yeah. Um, That's the kind of thing innkeepers have to rethink before you can even start remarketing. I mean, you got to get the functional piece done, and then you got to figure out who your new guest is, and then you can market. Well, you know... um we're so you're in Colorado, I'm in Florida, and I we all work cross state lines when it comes to the industry, educating the industry on various um, topics. And I said that to say this that I've realized as I help people buy and sell ends that the health department in different states are different, you know, like in Florida, it's very strict. and if you uh, are serving breakfast at all, like if you don't have a prepackaged muffin that you never touched, you have to have a restaurant license here. So they uh-huh. they have the wash, rinse, sanitize type thing that they could do. And if you don't have your restaurant license here, then everything has to come prepackaged and be throwaway. So I would imagine as far as our state, but I know um, ends in other states where they don't even have a separate hand wash sink, you know, in their 
restaurant space they're all they're all different but whether they have it or not i'll i'll just put this out and someone else may have already done it on some of your webinars that you know the um people would think well i'm just going to bunch of dump a bunch of clorox in my dishwater well you don't need to dump a bunch for it to be sanitized do you know what i mean and maybe learning what are those things so not only the guests feel that they feel comfortable that everything's been cleaned. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, well, well, I feel like I'm on a picnic every day, which is fine too, you know. But if you're going to do it that way, I'd say you'd want to make it nice and not, you know, some of the inexpensive stuff. But like you said, the amenity, yeah. our amenities are going to be different. You know, is, is yeah, an amenity, is the, what, and what are they? So I, I guess my main reason for this conversation is I really want people to know that you really are an expert in what you say and what you um, suggest to innkeepers and that, um, you know, if anybody wants more information exactly on, on, or how to find you, your uh, website is acorn-is.com. Is that right? That's correct. It's acorn I-S-like-is.com, and I wanted to mention that it's not just um, ACORN here supporting our clients. We support the industry. Absolutely. We've supported the industry um, for years and years. We actually, because of COVID, innkeepers have an opportunity to put their gift certificates on a new website we created called support-small-biz.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's an innkeeper's button. If you would like to add your property to just have people realize they can purchase gift certificates and and either save them for future travel or maybe donate them to one of their um, their favorite uh, COVID support workers. They could be nurses, doctors, etc. So we've got this new um, opportunity, no charge, uh, called uh, Support Small Biz. So that's available. We also started a new movement called Stay Safe, Stay Small, Stay In, the INN. I like that. Wait a minute. Say it again. Or In of your choice. Stay so Safe. Stay, stay Safe, Stay Small, Stay In. And innkeepers are welcome to request use of this um, logo and the intent behind it. Love and they it. can get that um, at, I have a, a link shortener here. It's bitbit.ly slash. The number two, a capital Y is in yes. Number two, a capital O, and then in small letters, E-U-M. And if you would like to have access um, to that logo and want to use it in your marketing, um, just go ahead and fill out the form. I'll give you a call. We'll chat, and then I can get you a copy of the logo. That is awesome, Lisa. That's the first I've heard of that. Stay safe, yep. stay small, stay I in. I, I love that. Right. That's a great uh, marketing uh, motto. And I think that people will be ultimately safer in these um, small properties. Um, and then life will get back to normal. And But, you know, we've gone through quite a few disasters. I mean, I, when I had my in, I got hit by three hurricanes in 04. Um I was in business. Yeah, and well, <laughs> I, I was in business in nine eleven. 
I had breast cancer in 08, right at the time that the economy tanked. I'm like, oh my gosh, talking about fear and not knowing the future, whether you're going to live or you're going to lose everything or whatever, you know, it was, it was quite scary. So, I mean, I am optimistic uh, that things are going to uh, slowly uh, get better. And um, I miss traveling myself because part of our jobs, we've, we've done it for so many years. And I actually enjoy that part, being able to see like you and others in person. And uh, we're just changing because change, you know, there's no change without pain. I don't care if it's emotional or physical or industry-wise. <laughs> there's always something. But, you know, I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. And I, and I really hope that in the future that we can have more discussions on how you think things are going because every whenever you talk to a crowd, people really do want to hear what you have to say, and, and I do, and I've always appreciated it as an association leader to have um, relationships with people like you that we can, um, we can learn from each other, basically, and keep up on the national level on what's happening. Um, I was going to say thank you so much. And I, you know, if anybody who's listening to the podcast and has any questions, they can always send it to my email, which is the T H E B N B expert at gmail.com. It's just simply uh, the be like and boy and like a Nancy be like and boy expert at gmail.com. And, um, you know, as always, we'll work together to try to further better better our industry, Lisa. And is there anything else you might want to say in closing? Um, no, other than thanks for having us. And yes, we will have statistics. We're gathering um, by week how many people have applied for certain loans, how many have gotten them. It helps others see like where they are in the process. We've got those kind of data. We're tracking data, uh, obviously, our Google Analytics data. We're going to mm. have a lot of data to be sharing probably in the next month or so as to how COVID has affected traffic yeah. and business and things like that. I, so, I believe right. we need to know. I mean, because when you're in any industry and something happens, it's a domino effect, you know. So everybody affects everyone else from the national organizations and their membership to uh, you know, all of all of us um, that are supporters in the industry in our own uh, avenues uh, of business. But I really do uh, appreciate the time. And if there's any, um, like I said, if anybody wants to send any questions, I'd be glad to entertain them or send them on to Lisa. Don't forget her 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 uh, website is acorn-is.com, so you can find out more about her. So. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.